This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sound the Carabao klaxon everybody because City are back in League Cup action. It's a trip to the probably not so sunny south coast on Wednesday night as Southampton await the Blues in the last eight stage. A place in the semi-finals is up for grabs and we'll be previewing tonight's fixture throughout today's show. It's Wednesday the 10th of January. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Quick fire question, Ollie. Have you ever drank a can of Carabao? Yes or no? Yes, actually. No. Yeah. Really? You might be the first person I've ever ever met who's actually done it. Funnily enough, it was at the Carabao Cup final a few years ago. Oh my god! They had like these big. (laughs) They had these big bins of them all over the ground with like just free full of it. So I grabbed a I grabbed a can because I was very very drunk coming out the ground after we beat (laughs) Chelsea in 2019. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna need that. (laughs) (laughs) What's Um, it like? It's. It was. It was the apple flavor. It was like apple tizer. It was like. It was a bit weird. It wasn't what I expected. I thought. I thought it'd be more like typical energy drink. But yeah, it was like apple tizer for me. Oh, was it? Because so so for for full clarity. I'm very much a more savory person than sweet in more ways than one. Personality being one of them, but. I don't really do well with like high sugary content <laughs> creations. Was this because I, I, I imagine Carabao being like melted down sugar and liquid just like merged together, and yeah. like your teeth, your teeth disappear as mm-hmm. it like magma flowing through your mouth. Was it a bit like that, or was it? Yeah, was it, what it was. It was like right. it was stronger than Red Bull, but it didn't taste of it. But you could like feel it afterward. It was, oh. it, yeah. I mean, exciting, you know, but. You know, yeah, free, car- yeah. free Carabao, I'm not going to turn that down. 
Well, in in uh, tribute to our Carabao overlords, I've been actually, I can't believe I'm about to say the sentence, I've been looking through the Carabao yearly financial report <laughs> and I'm delighted, actually, I don't know, I, I have no idea, there's things I do for this bloody podcast, I'm delighted to say that, in fact, now I'm going to ask you, do you know how much on uh, in 2021 Carabao Raise so this wasn't the profits. I don't think how much they how much they brought in as a company in twenty twenty one. Oh God, it can't be. I mean, it it has to surely be a fair whack. It has to be like mm. tens of millions. Tens of millions because they're obviously going to be paying the EFL a, a decent amount in sponsorship. Yeah, those bloody EFLers. Uh, hundreds of millions, more like four hundred and seventeen million or Go. over four hundred and seventeen million. Go on, boys. I know. Apparently, approximately seven, uh, 17, 17.6 billion Thai baht, which I think is the currency they use in Thailand, mm. were they, they raised. And um, I was actually, I, I got into quite a deep dive of this of this financial report, and, and I found out in 2021 their their profit was, uh, I think it was 2,811 million or something. Some financial guys are going to be freaking out at this, but <laughs> it was whatever 2.811 million is. In 2022, that dropped to 1.878 million, which was the year City didn't win the Carabao mm-hmm. Cup. So, is it any coincidence? I, I, I think it, I, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Everyone knows we are the Carabao Kings. We exactly for the, the four years we won it. They were the first four years of the Carabao sponsorship. They really should be sponsoring mm. us now. If, if it wasn't for <laughs> if it wasn't for other partners that City have, I'm sure they probably would by now. Considering yeah. our yeah, domination, well, Chelsea, Chelsea did have a kit sponsored yeah. by Carabao, they didn't they? I think I think it was their training kit, and it was the year yeah. we got to the final. They come out with Carabao shirts and everything, all the logos, How and then we just dare go and they? win it on penalties. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> um, right, speaking of football, let, 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 yeah, speak, yeah, speaking of football, let's speak about some football. Um, Quarter final against Southampton. Third consecutive round in this competition, in this season's competition, City have been drawn against a Premier League team. First time it's been done away, obviously, Chelsea and Liverpool in the previous round. Won at St Mary's last season in an FA Cup quarterfinal, which is a decent omen ahead of this League Cup quarterfinal. What are your thoughts just sort of going into the game? It's um, shaping up to be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, um, well, Southampton are awful. Uh, I think I think <laughs> famous last words. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the thing. But the, the, they've been bad for a few years. But they've been mm. like this has been the worst. I think we've seen them in the Premier League for a, a long time. But you know, that's what makes the that's what makes cup games so much more interesting, doesn't it? Mm. Um, because it's the great equaliser. I mean, we we seen just uh, in in the FA Cup round just gone this weekend. You know, Stevenage knocking at Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, you know. Newcastle United, who were aiming to win the FA Cup, really, and they're <laughs> aiming to win the Carabao. Apparently, yeah, they're getting knocked yeah. out by Sheffield Wednesday. So anything can happen, and I'm sure anything. And you know, St Mary's hasn't been, you know, our favoured ground over the last few years. Uh, apart from that FA Cup game, we I think it was a draw there last season, a loss in the league, yeah, a loss there the season either the season before in one of the COVID seasons. Mm. You know, it's not been it's not been a great ground for us uh, in recent years, but um, I think the level Southampton are at they're not they're not going to be looking at this competition seriously with Manchester City coming. I don't think 
Uh, I know there's injuries in that squad. Uh, they're a team, new manager, so he'll probably want to get his feet under and just you know focus on this relegation battle that, he, that they're going to be staving off probably for the next few months uh, because yeah. it's not looking good for them in the league. And I just don't think the Carabao Cup is going to be top of their priority list at the moment. Yeah, obviously Nathan Jones, the the new manager, he came in from Luton Town. He did, uh, for anyone who, who doesn't follow the Championship, did a fantastic job with Luton. Really, really good job. Took him to the Championship semi-finals last year, beaten by Huddersfield, who who obviously okay. got beaten by Nottingham Forest in the final. So he's he's earned his his opportunity and he's come in at a really, really difficult time for them. They're currently bottom of the league as I'm sure you know, but they went away to Crystal Palace at the weekend in the FA Cup and they managed, I have no idea how, mm-hmm. I really don't know how because having watched the highlights, they could be two of the worst goals ever scored by any <laughs> football team ever. James Ward-Prowse, to be fair to him, puts it in the in the quote-unquote danger zone. Yeah, and it just, Crystal Palace just decide not to clear the ball. It just sails through. This this crossed free kick goes straight into the back of net. And I think it was Adam Armstrong who scored the winner. Um, the, the Crystal Palace goalkeeper basically passing it to him <laughs> to tap home into an empty net. So your assessment of them being rubbish is, is pretty fair. However, like you say, cup competition adds that extra element which sort of brings... And and we'll get to team selection in part two, which I, I assume will will add another element into this, mm-hmm. which could make it a more level playing field. Home match for Southampton as well. It's it's not the when you look at the the teams left in the competition. Uh, Newcastle are there, United are there. You know, it's not the hardest draw you can get, but at the same time, it's not the easiest draw. And I, I wonder, Ollie, how much this competition this season is going to be prioritised by Pep Guardiola because whisper it but I don't think City have a stronger squad in terms of strength and depth as they did in those sort of those those runs to the final we spoke about No not at all and for for me we've been talking about this in the podcast group chat with all the other great contributors on this podcast Mm. um, the other day when uh, for the FA Cup match and I I basically said until the game kicked off when when we started winning that I would quite happily see City drop out of the FA Cup because I'd rather have the Carabao. Um, yeah. I think I think the fact that it is the quarterfinals, you know, set semi-finals, obviously being a two-legged fixture makes it a bit more difficult if you go through. Um, and with some of the teams left, you know, it, it does complicate the schedule, and it is a very very tight schedule around this t- mm. uh, for the next couple of months, especially leading up to when the Carabao Cup final would be. But I just think, you know, the feeling of winning a trophy, you know, right before the March international break, which is kind of considered the last gap in the season for teams to take a breather before the run-in. I just think it's the perfect time to be picking up a bit of silverware. So, you know, we'll, well, we'll see what's, what we'll talk about team selection in a moment, no doubt. Um, and that will kind of give us an idea of what Pep will be thinking. But, you know, even with our slightly lesser depth than, than usual every every member of that squad is you know more than good enough to be in a team capable of beating you know most teams in the league never mind the one that's mm. prop it, propping it up um which is unfortunate but they are famous last words and I'm famous for doing that so 
but you know the Carabao Cup isn't a priority um, for most teams, and I don't think I don't think for City until really we've got until the final stages, or we've had a big team like the last couple of rounds. You know, we're mm. used to EFL competition in the early rounds, and then it kind of, okay, now we'll now we'll spring into life and go and win it. But, you know, starting with beating Chelsea, beating Liverpool, and then you see how open that draw can be. You just think, oh, we've got to go and win it now, surely. We've got to to get our trophy back. I want it back. I want my (laughs) final at Wembley in February. Yeah, we're we're craving it. We need it, don't we? Um, I know it it would almost seem like those, the the effort expended. I know, for example, the City-Chelsea game, I think it came in between the... One one match where City struggled. I can't remember if they dropped points or if they managed to win but didn't perform well. There's been a few of those. But you almost look at it and go, it, it, what was the point if you're not sort of, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. throw the game away? You're not saying to do that, but you know you don't take it as seriously as you may do in other years or, or, or in other matches. It, it makes that Liverpool win and it makes that Chelsea win seem a bit redundant. And I guess that is cut competitions, isn't it? You know, you, you win mm-hmm. a certain amount of games and you either win the competition or you, you your effort is sort of for nothing Pointless. in a sense yeah yeah um but uh, with I, city squad like you say it, yeah you, you're hoping that they're approaching it and they're going yeah it can be a great springboard for a good season absolutely and i mean you look you look at what city have done in the Carabao cup this season you know rico lewis has had his emergence in it basically with those two games mm. against chelsea and liverpool i don't think if if you know say for example you know we didn't have that game against Chelsea before the World Cup, or we, and we lost it, or it was against an EFL side, or um, or we lost it, or whatever. You know, Rico Lewis, would he have mm. been able to have made such an impression post World Cup? Who knows? Would it? Would mm. he have had Pep's trust as much? You know, because he came off that kind of quite spectacular little run where he was coming on in the Premier League, and you know, everyone was going, "Oh, he's a he's a good player. Okay, this is nice." And then he had that great game against uh, Sevilla in the Champions League, you know, dead rubber, but he lit it up with, you know, his first goal for the club on his first start for the club. And then he came into the game against Chelsea pre-World Cup, came into the game against Liverpool post-World Cup. And he's, you know, arguably our number one right back at the moment. (laughs) You know, which is, you know, you can't really deny it. He's had his emergence thanks to the Carabao Cup. And we've seen that. And we've part seen that happen in past the years. Who changed the game against mm-hmm. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? He was, he was amongst those those lot who came on who really changed the game. So I think he's spot on. So I think you know, regardless of what happens in the Carabao Cup this year, it's it's given us something in terms of Rico Lewis. You know, because I, I think mm. without it, his career would be you know still be more bench appearances than anything. And you know, the Carabao Cup had done that for Phil Foden uh, in, in his first year with the senior team. It's done it for other players. You know. Taylor Harwood Bellis and Eric Garcia in previous years built their appearances through the Carabao Cup. So it's an important mm. competition for City, regardless. But you know, you get to this point, you want to win it now. You know, yeah. th- th- you know, first first couple of rounds you're thinking, okay, but you know, we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten Liverpool, you know, last two, you know, you Manchester United or Newcastle United, they're two teams we want to be, you know, putting away quite easily, you know, regardless of regardless of competition. So mm. You know, just go and win it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Phil Foden's had such an impression on the Carabao Cup and the Carabao Cup's had such an impression on him, of course. He named his dog after the competition. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe there'll be something similar for Rico Lewis in a few years' time. Um, right, okay, we'll be back in a moment to speak about team selection ahead of tonight's match. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. I'm joined by Ollie. Straight into it then. Um, how does City approach this in terms of starting 11 because it's it's in it, it, given the way the season's fall and this quarterfinal match is usually before Christmas and 
if you get to it, this is a semi-final. And I think semi-finals, typically, unless you play in uh, a team who are significantly inferior, you usually go for as close to your strongest 11. With it being a quarter-final, with it being away, with it being Southampton, I wonder how City are going to set up. And I, and I think we may see something a little bit more similar to what we saw on Sunday, as opposed to what we've seen in previous weeks with this sort of the back three with three centre-halves and whatnot. Um, I don't know what you think, initially looking at the the potential players who may start and who may not yeah i mean obviously um with the manchester derby coming up later this week as well you know that adds another dimension does pep want to keep his first choice players fit for that mm. uh, obviously in the case of Rodri, we know calvin phillips is going to finally make his full debut for the club well touch wood i've uh, given well, yeah, his thing, so far wood. this season hopefully, um, hopefully but i mean that's been you know all but confirmed. If he's if he's available, he will be starting the game. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he plays and you know where he plays because you know obviously he's played games at centre back in times, including in pre season when he's come on. He's mm-hmm. he's played all that. So who knows what Pep's setup's going to be? Um, Stefan Ortega is obviously going to be in, in goal. Yeah. That's a given. Um, and I don't think anyone can have any qualms about it. He's our cup goalkeeper. He's proven himself perfectly able and mm-hmm. very a very able goalkeeper. Um, I think the question is, the question that defines the system, and you obviously say about you know how City are going to set up, are they going to set up more free-flowing and like they were on Sunday against Chelsea in the 4-0 winning the FA Cup, or going for the inverted full-back three centre-backs? And I think the question comes down to, does Rico Lewis start or not? Yeah. Um, and I lean towards the fact he will. Uh, so I think, okay. uh, because Manchester derby... I, as great as a story as it would be for Rico Lewis to start a Manchester derby, I think Pep's going to go to his trusted man in Carl Walker at right back for that game. So perfect opportunity to give Rico some more minutes, bring Kyle on later in the game to you know keep his legs going, keep his mm. legs fresh. Um, Defence, I mean, I'd love to see Laporte get another game because obviously he had that little, little knock. Um, and we just look so assured when he's in the team. Uh, he, I think he scored in the FA Cup game last year against Southampton as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I remember well, I was there. I remember and I, him. I do remember the celebration. Yeah, that little, I, you know. I, the, yeah, the arms thing. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I can't do it. it um, I don't think anyone can. No, I, I, I'd love him to do it in a slow motion video on for, for City's <laughs> Facebook or TikTok or something. On a TikTok Exactly. There you go. TikTok dance. Hey, I'm Eric Laporte style. Um <laughs> Julian Alvarez obviously going to start. You know, he's kind of he, this is where he's his appearances are coming from at the moment. They're coming in the cups, mm. um, and there's no need to put Haaland out in a game like this unless you Which know. Which is we, interesting, isn't it? Because ahead of the Manchester derby, I'm with you. I don't think Haaland starts, but that'll mean his last game was that. What's the word to describe it? It was an okay performance at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea, but it wasn't mm. one of his best, and that no. would have been ten days since the mm. sorry on Saturday when when City play United it'd be 10 days since then do you think he he may be tempted and do you want do you remember in the Champions League when he was doing that stuff where he'd play the first half he'd get like a hat trick or yeah and bring him if, off. He, if he was if he was off it a bit he'd only score two and then he'd come off at half time is yeah. there any sort of any chance we might see th- something like that now that you mention it probably I think I think it may be I think we could see that um but I think it's going to be I think Julian Alvarez starts regardless in you know in kind yeah, of in that yeah, ten, yeah, yeah. 10 position that he plays behind Haaland when he's yeah, played them together. Striker. And you know it's been talked about pretty much since the World Cup how can Pep and 
how can Pep play play the both of them? And I think we need to see more of it because I just mm. think J- Julian just adds something that he's he's like a little he's like a little terrier, so excitable yeah. and so kind of energetic yeah. that you just love have you just love watching him because you just know he's going to chase down every ball. He's going to be he's going to be at the you know mm. the the goalkeeper and you know really get himself about. And then Harland is Harland. Harland doesn't do, and I don't think he, he's no. not going to miss has it on on the, no, on the back think, of Sunday's performance. That and, you know, Alvarez team, adds stuff that he doesn't, and a team like Southampton where. You know they've got a lot of young players. You know, uh, Bella Kotchap at centre back, uh, our mm. youth keeper Gavin Bazuno. I think he's likely to start. Perhaps I, I'm not 100. Uh, percent Juan Larios, the young fullback, bought from City in the summer by Southampton. You know I think we could see these names in this competition, and so having someone who, you know, can just get get at them might force a mistake out of them. Might force you know a cheeky tapping in the box. You know from a mm. from a defensive error um not unlike uh the way Southampton scored the winner against Crystal Palace a couple of days ago yeah. um <laughs> it's 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 like always with City it's it's the who's going to be the two eights slash tens and the and the wingers at the mm. moment isn't it you know is it going to be Grealish Amaris who Pep obviously is trusting more at the moment are we going to see Foden get another guy after his brilliant performance against Chelsea you'd, you'd think so wouldn't you you'd hope like so. if you if you're looking at if you reckon Grealish and um the the other uh, Riyad Mahrez of course are the the inform wingers obviously Grealish was ill for the weekend's game Phil Foden you saw his celebration after scoring. You knew it meant a lot to him. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily in terms of like the, the occasion, but just that sort of to get it off his back, to get that sort of bad press mm-hmm. and get those those comments and whatnot off his back. He's another one in form who you just say, right, okay, let just go and yeah, do it. Yeah, you don't let, you just, let the boy just play. get at him. You, yeah, you let the yeah, boy play. Exactly. Um, the the one thing I would love to see, I don't think it's going to happen, but the one player I'd love to see play on the right, Cole Palmer. Because he's okay. he, because he didn't have a great game against Chelsea, and and but we've said this for a couple of games now. He's been playing out on the left, which is not his natural position. It's not where he's best. He's best mm. on that right hand side, cutting in, getting at full back, being a bit of an annoyance. Not unlike Mara's, you know, everyone's kind of said he's the destined Mara's replacement. Yeah. So play him. You've got a chance now to play him on that side. Mm. Play him on that side. Give him a game. And if it doesn't work for him, it doesn't work for him. But, you know, I don't think we can be judging Cole Palmer's Manchester City future off playing games in, in an unnatural <laughs> yeah. position. Um, yeah. You know, even if he was playing in that kind of advanced midfield role that he's done a couple of times in cup games and stuff, that would be better, but not on the left wing because it just it obviously doesn't suit him. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because, again, it was the same against Liverpool. Um, it was the same against Chelsea in the FA Cup at the weekend. He'd get into great positions. He'd make the great the great run. He'd, he'd do the, all the hard stuff. And it'd get to a point where he's facing up a defender. And I think mm-hmm. it was uh, Trevor Chalabar on Sunday, who's a you know, big, burly lad. He's mm-hmm. traditionally centre-half and you're sort of playing on that right-hand side. And he'd just sort of... It'd come to a bumbling end. It'd be a bit Bambi on ice-esque in the sense where, oh, mm. what do I do next? Blah, blah, blah. And then the, the attack would fizzle out, which is a shame because you just want to see him... A little bit like Jack Grealish, in a sense, mm-hmm. at some point. You just want to see him go at people. And he's definitely got the quality. So yeah. I'm just sort of putting together some form of 11. Um, are you saying Foden, uh, Palmer, the, the uh, Greater Manchester? Yeah, go link- on. Cup. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you've got to say yeah. that. Get, 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 yeah, get all the get the Manchester lads in and 
So for me, Rico has got to be in at right back as well. So what what happens at left back then? Because Sergio Gomez had a really for me had a, had a good performance, and I yeah. think some people have possibly yeah. written him off I, a little I, bit too oh, quick. Oh, I was I've definitely been one of them. I, I said, <laughs> oh, that's very that's unlike you, Ollie. Oh, oh, isn't, isn't it just not? It's, it's very much unlike me to write off a player quite early. On. <laughs> but you know, he, he's had he's had a tough start to life at City, and he just kind of and he answered his critics with a decent performance, and that's just yeah. for for me. Uh, this would I picked this out a couple of weeks ago talking to someone. This was the game I would definitely be starting him in mm. you know, lower league opposition it's not the biggest it's not the biggest test in the world um or but then you, you never know it could be against yeah you because know, i think he'd be up against maybe sam Adozi, who you know is a lightning fast winger from our Oof. academy yeah um, yeah so, you know you know I, I think this is a good game for him to play in you know keep him keep him in the team give him give him a consecutive appearance because he's not made many and obviously we've just had um josh wilson esban go out on loan today so mm-hmm. that's that. I think that should give Sergio Gomez a little bit of confidence. You know, he now knows yeah. he's he's not fighting with anyone to you know be the number two left back. It really to or to mm. be that kind of well, over- apart from Nathan Ake. Well, yeah. yeah, but you know he's not fighting with anyone to be mean. that role yeah. of the overlapping yeah. fullback, the the more attacking. Yeah. So it's a good it's a good chance to give him another game. Uh, starting at centre back, pick your choice between. You know, yeah, Stone, it Stone don't really Kanji. matter, does it? Yeah. You know, with with, with the centre backs, you, you know that old school, you know, paper toy you can get that you can. Fold <laughs> oh out yeah. That. You could do that with our centre backs every game. And you, <laughs> and you just go, okay, okay, yeah. Whichever, yeah. whichever of them comes Draw out. Draw in lots, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Tom, oh. perhaps you just have a Tom Bowler in the dressing room and just lift out <laughs> two names every week, shouldn't they? That that's how to pick our centre backs from now on. <laughs> And now what I need to see is some like Man City related bingo calls. That's oh. what I want to hear. That that that's a that's a challenge for the listeners. Some Man City related bingo calls. Yeah, there you and, go. Get uh, that in the replies. Yeah, yeah. Best one wins a prize. I don't know what the prize will be yet. Um right, okay. I think we'll we'll probably bring it to an end there. Finally, just last one then. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne starting, yes or no? He didn't uh, play against Chelsea course, he was another one. Yeah, but possibly do with a bit of bit of form you know yeah, he's not been uh, great yeah, has he you know he's had a tough return apart from that Liverpool game the Carabao since the World Cup he's not been yeah. very good so yeah I'd give, I'd give him 45-60 minutes here I wouldn't give him 90 I don't think you need I don't yeah. think yeah. you can be putting an, a, cup, a cup game 90 minutes in his legs before the Manchester derby 45-60 uh, mm. minutes see if he can get a goal see if he can get an assist you know, just you know not unlike Phil sh- shut the critics up just say yeah. I'm still yeah. Kevin De Bruyne and I'm Great at what I do, yeah. Um, so yeah, get Kevin, get Kevin the team, take him off, and then we'll beat United on the weekend. Sounds like a plan, sounds like a plan. Um, also sounding like a plan. I'm about to go off to Morrison's and I'm going to go and try and search for some Carabao and uh, maybe I'll I'll do maybe I'll do a review. I don't know. Yeah, that's something we can look forward to. Uh, Ollie, thank you very much for you for joining me. No problem, it's been good as ever. Yes, superb. Um, I've been Amos Murphy. Been joined by Ollie, and until next time, you beautiful people. We'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. 
By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.